Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Talkspace, HelloFresh, and Simple Health. All super awesome companies and products I will tell you about later. Really excited about those ones. I legit use all of them. Well, I use all my my uh, sponsors, but uh, yeah, all awesome. How you guys doing? Tell me everything. Don't leave out one single detail. I'm, I'm ready for it. Oh, wait, you can't talk back. This is just me talking at you. It's such a one-way relationship we have, and I I feel badly about that. So you know what? Email me. DM me. Let's chat. You can DM me at Rachel N. O'Brien. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N on Instagram. Or email me at info at rachelobriancomedy.com. Um, got some shows coming up I'm excited about. Uh, I will be at Laugh Boston in Boston. Uh, hence the name, on March 24th, Laugh Boston, 8 p.m. on March 24th. Get your tickets at laughboston.com or at my website, rachelobriancomedy.com. So excited about that. I love Boston. I'm excited to go back to my favorite restaurant for my favorite Caesar salad. I believe it's like, it's, I think it's the oldest restaurant in Boston or one of the oldest restaurants in America. It's the something oyster house. Anyways, best Caesar salad ever. Uh, my mom's going to join me in Boston, too, which I'm super excited about. And also my friend Rachel's flying in from Kansas, so it's going to be a party. And uh, we're going to go get facials and shop, and I'm obviously going to do my comedy show. It's just going to be a good good little weekend. I'll be there all weekend. Uh, and then I uh, I have I will be in Portland, Oregon at uh, Harvey's Comedy Club on April 4th through April 7th with my good friend Jack Jr. I'm uh, opening for him or featuring for him. That's in Portland, Oregon. My home state. Hopefully some people from Clatsop County will come up to the show. That's April 4th through 7th. You can get tickets at Harvey's Comedy Club in Portland. And then uh, April 16th kicks off the New York slash Europe tour. April 16th and 17th, I will be at the Westside Comedy Club in New York with Natasha Pearl Hansen. Again, get tickets at Westside Comedy Club or at my website, Rachel Bryan Comedy. And then we fly to Scotland. Well, we have a layover in Dublin for 12 hours, so we're going to... It's my first time in Dublin. I'm going to experience that for 12 hours. And then we fly to Scotland, and we will be in, and I know I'm saying all of this wrong, Inverness, I think I might be saying that right, Scotland at Tuchter's Comedy Club, April 19th and 20th. And get tickets. The only place to get tickets for that is on my website, rachelobriancomedy.com. That's Scotland, April 19th and 20th. And guys, you know what? If you live a couple hours away, take the train up. We're going to be there. We want to hang out with the people that come to our show. And Natasha has got this uh, trip platform called WeGo that I can explain more about. But you can find her on that platform. And you can book packages, you know, through this thing she's got set up. So um, it's cheaper. You know, you get a hotel. And then we have these VIP dinners and drinks and stuff planned through that. So, yeah, it's going to be cool. And then we go to London, April 23rd. And we will be at Moving Picture Cinema there. Uh, apparently, it's across the street from a hotel called London Bridge. One of my podcast listeners emailed me that. So um, that's about all, all I know about the area of town. But <laughs> you'll find it. Moving Picture Cinema. Uh, you can get tickets on their website or, again, at my website, rachelobriancomedy.com. That's, oh, and then we're going to Amsterdam and Berlin and Paris. We just haven't fully locked that in yet. And I think we're I think we're going to be teaming up with some other comics in, in those places. So I'll keep you posted. Yeah, um, I am recording right now from my parents' house in La Quinta, California. It is beautiful out. Um, just wanted to escape and hang out with my mom and go for walks and just kind of, you know, chill. Um, 
and I got well okay so I've been I I have had the worst luck dating lately and I'm just not I think I'm just not into it I think I just I'm gonna take a break I think I'm gonna take a heavy um online dating app break because uh god I've met some doozies they're not bad but they're actually not it's just we're not we're not a match it's just not happening um so uh and you'll be able to see why in a second I just went out with someone last week and uh I do remember reading on his profile that he had a kid. No problem, you know? Cool. But I, I sort of forgot. But that still wasn't a problem until... So we're on the date, and he was talking about, like, his sleep schedule and how, you know, he really enjoys sleeping in when he's not with his kid. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, like, how often do you get your kid? And he was like, oh, you know, whenever it works out with me and my ex. I was like, cool. And I was like, oh, how 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 old is he? And he was like, I'm nine weeks. I was like, so I wept. He was like nine weeks. I was like, what the F are you doing on a date if you have a nine week old? What? Even if, even if you and the ex are like fully not together or whatever the story is, aren't you a little busy? Where are you getting the time to go on a first date when you have a nine week old? That kid isn't even fully formed. That is, it, it was, sh- I mean, I played it cool. I was like, nine weeks. Ha <laughs> Yeah, no, um, is he talking? Um, does he play baseball yet? Just, you know, I don't know much about kids, but so, so, so weird. So weird. Um, and then, uh, I went on one date with another guy and it was a fine date. And I mentioned it to a mutual friend and he was like, Oh God, no. He's like, that guy went out with, you know, this other person we know, da, 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 total player. I was like, cool. Well, no on that one. Uh, and, uh, but you know what? I have prospects because guess what? My mom called and had like our cars mobily detailed or whatever. They come to your house and wash your car and all that. And so she she knows the people, I guess, or she found them. And she was the one that like opened the door when they got here, gave the keys. And then um, they rang the doorbell about an hour later when it was time to pay. I opened the door. There's a gentleman of about, well, let's call him mid-50s opens the door I was like oh yeah let me just get my mom real quick she'll she'll pay you and handle it whatever we we exchange maybe four words right so mom goes out and pays him comes back in the house and she was like your car looks great and she's like oh also uh the guy that washes the car um asked me if you had a boyfriend or a husband she's like he just casually slipped that in I was like oh that's great wow so I have options I have options that a 50 something year old man after exchanging three words with me just thought he'd ask my mother if 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 there was a chance you know like what was she gonna say like oh yeah no she's not and I think you'd be great for her you're five years younger than my husband but you could be my daughter's husband and also like a second parent to her (sighs) this is what's out there guys this is what's out there I just wish I had the confidence that you know any man really has like there's no not that okay here's another example so Natasha Pearl Hansen who I'm going on the tour with she came over to uh, record a podcast earlier this week which will come out next week I think and uh, I went out to go bring her a parking pass on my street and as I'm walking out the maintenance man for my building uh, drives by and I like wave at him and he waves back and then I walk up to Natasha's car and she's like do you know him I was like, yeah, he's a maintenance man in my building. She was like, cool. He just like, like hoot and hollered at me from the street. And I just gave him a really dirty look. I'm like, even my maintenance man 
nothing's safe. And now that I think about it, I guess every time I walk by, he's always like, oh, I look so pretty today. I'm like, oh, thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it where I can get it. But just the confidence, the confidence on guys. Girls don't walk around with the confidence to think that we have a chance with everyone. Guys really think like, I got a chance with everyone. A girl will smile, not even smile, just maybe not look at her phone and look up briefly at a guy. And he's like, I'm in, I'm in. She's into it. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just wish I had that. Just wish I had the confidence. Um, <laughs> you guys are going to love my guest today. Let's get to the podcast. Let's stop talking about me, you know. I absolutely loved this girl. So uh, Kira, my, uh, we, we share a publicist, uh, and uh, Kira, my publicist, sent me uh, her like an email with like her bio and stuff and was like, would you like to have Erica on your podcast? And I was like, sure, it sounds interesting. I didn't think that I was going to fall in love with this person as much as I did. She is such a bright light, so inspiring. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that she's had some incredible struggles and you don't hear about her struggles towards the end of the podcast because so I'm interviewing her and we're talking about like all this stuff that she's made happen. But I, because I had read um, part of her book, knew her, her background, I said to her, I was like, you know, it seems like everything was really easy for you, um, but I know because I read your book that it wasn't, and, you know, I got her to open up about her struggles, and it's a really good interview. I'm really proud of it. I just think she's so great, and and that's what her, her show is about, too, where, uh, and the book, so she's, I'll just, I'll give you her bio. So, uh, Erica De La Cruz is uh, an acclaimed TV and media host, recently turned CEO after creating Passion to Paycheck. It's an event where you can gain insight on media reporting and the entertainment industry by learning from Hollywood's top television presenters, media personalities, hosts, and professionals. She has done what... So it's basically like she she gets people on that, that uh, are very successful, but they talk about the struggles that it took for them to get there. She has a long history in the media, attending various high-profile red carpet events on behalf of a variety of media outlets, um, and her personal struggles, like I said, have allowed her to create a business of helping others. Uh, I don't want to give it away, what happened to her, actually. I want you to hear it, because it's it's pretty interesting. Um, Erica is also an Amazon best-selling author, well, best-selling author in general. Her book, Passionistas, is a compilation of tips, tales, and tweetables from different women pursuing their dreams. Erica De La Cruz, combined with a powerhouse group of fellow passionistas, including entrepreneurs, founders of brands, and small businesses, women in businesses, and the entertainment world, and speakers, authors, share their authentic stories from the heart. This book will touch and relate to exactly what the reader may be going through with some powerful tips and inspiration on how to get through obstacles they encounter and come out on the other side more determined and validated than ever. It's a really cool book. I wrote, I read most of it and uh, tons of inspiring stories from women. And I just think that you guys are going to absolutely fall in love with Erica like I did. And you're going to hear her stories of struggle and an incredible amount of triumph and just staying strong and pursuing your dreams. She's awesome. Without further ado, Erica De La Cruz. Erica, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks girl. I'm super excited. I feel all yummy and Lux in your space. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You have so much energy. I love it. I do. It's so crazy. It's have you always been that way? Yes. Like, yes. 1000%. Because today I'm like, oh, I'm having a more chill day. 
and relaxed day, but it's those days when people are like, oh, how do you have so much energy? I'm like, shit, I thought I was off. What's the secret? Help me out. Because I don't know <laughs> if you can tell from me, I'm pretty like low energy. <laughs> yeah, well, that is crazy because yeah, I, don't, I have no... I have no idea. I feel like there's like this little excitement that generates most days, not all days, but most days. And then I don't know, even when I'm like low key, I don't know. My fiance describes it as like unicorn syndrome of like, I just get super like happy or excited about something. And then he's like, oh, it's like you go to Disneyland and then for a week straight, you're on that Disney high. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I guess. So I don't know. Maybe I had something good for breakfast and I'm still on that high. That's amazing. You literally wake up every day with that kind of like, I mean, yeah, like if I, if I don't, I'm trying to figure out like what needs to be, uh, shifted. Tweet. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think it was like really possible to, and there's also like, me, like I'm a huge fan of talking about mental health mm -hmm. there's also weeks where I'm like wow I can't make myself wrong but I'm just you know I'm down and out especially mm -hmm. before girly time each month we get like yeah, yeah I mean yeah. I, I shouldn't say we I get like oh my god I can't believe that the place that the ice cream shop is closed and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. I'm crying in my car I don't know why um I'm so, so weird that I like forget to notice it's near that time <laughs> And so, like, I'll do because I think the, you're yeah, crazy. Like, it's around that time. Well, no, I don't like cry or anything. You're lucky. Time. I don't know. I just, but like, I forget. Like, this is why I'm low energy right now. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because nothing happens. I have a sister. Mm -hmm. Nothing. She's like, I swear this doesn't happen to all people, but mm -hmm. I just assumed that this was happening to the rest of the world. But I am. I know exactly when it's coming because there's yeah. a lead up for me. Where oh man, I'm just getting like upset over weird weird shit and yeah and whatnot but I don't know that the energy gets lower as much as I just get like more emotional maybe. yeah I don't know. maybe my energy isn't low it's just real even yeah exactly. <laughs> it's just sort of like yeah I don't know I'm like no. I mean, I'm happy I neutral just neutral is dependable that's yeah. one of the most reliable states you can be in is mm -hmm. like the, it's like the chill zone of l like living life yeah. um yeah because if you go up sometimes you can go you know, low and yeah. unless you, you know, have maintenance and well-being and self-care practi yeah. practices. But I know a lot of people who are high energy mm -hmm. that aren't completely aware of that. And then they wonder why the the uh, like valley is so low. And yeah, it's because yeah. The peak is so, so high. high. You have to get yourself. Can to you be neutral. like that, though, without being bipolar? Because that sounds bipolar. Yeah, right? I think it's funny. Honestly, I mean, I'm no expert, but I know me either. Right. So I feel like they die. They probably diagnose. That sounds a lot like bipolarity, but but I think that is categorized with a lot of other things too, like, well, like spending human. and yeah. No, oh, I'm yeah. saying when you're actually bipolar, I think yeah. it's, there's more dangerous qualities that come along with with it, not just like energy highs and lows. Yeah, t yeah, exactly. Like um, lashing out and mm -hmm. all that other. Yeah, no, I'm not an expert either, but I actually wonder that. It's fascinating to me though. Yeah, often because if I wasn't like, I do a lot of self care like work and kind of practice that but mm -hmm. if I didn't oh my god I'd be like what's wrong with me and now I'm like oh I'm a human being and yeah. I'm naturally high energy so I need to make sure I take care have total like offline time and all the other things mm -hmm. um because sometimes that stimulation can just man it just results in like in the op again the opposite it's like mm -hmm. a drop which um I've experienced once or twice but weirdly had it I mean under control for like a few years yeah that's great yeah so it's been it's been I think it's just like knowing yourself but if you haven't taken the time then you're like 
why am I so emotional? I need to go get, you know, diagnosed or yeah, something. Yeah. I think it's super important for people to talk about mental health. I feel like people, I think they're starting to now. Yeah. But it was something like I never talked about for a long time, like at all. Like I was just like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I never really got super sad, but I also felt like you're not really allowed to be sad, you know? Yeah. And so, and I think that that's what happens a lot with people where like they get really depressed all of a sudden because they never addressed anything. Oh my God. Yes. And they have withheld it. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, that makes that makes total sense because did you feel there was like a stigma attached or Yeah, or just like I'm like I'm a happy person. That's all I am. That's what I do. Like that's my brand. That's right. That's who I Oh my god, been, you know? You have no idea. Exactly. When you have a personal brand and mm -hmm. people just expect you yeah. to be happy. I think it's almost more I mean, what I have found is the access to maintaining like, oh, I'm fulfilled and happy and this energy is letting is sharing with others like the not so great part oh yeah because when people see because no one's happy all the time all the time and yeah. no one's life is perfect all the time and i think it drives others depression more when you pretend to be something that you're not you know oh it's nice to share like hey i struggle too that's Who so beautiful you're sharing that because exactly because to them their space just rings as inauthentic mm -hmm. and they can't put their finger on why but it's because you know all these people are probably pretending yeah so they're thinking all right well my environment's this way I've got to be this way in, you know, at home when no one's looking, they might not be. And then that's what leads to like feeling separate mm -hmm. or ostracized or whatever. It's um, a terrible feeling. Yeah, that's nuts. No one wants to feel alone or like they have no one to rely on. We all need someone to talk to, a person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. And that's where Talkspace comes in. I'm obsessed with Talkspace and I'm obsessed with all of us taking care of our mental health. It's never been more important than now. We all need therapy. We all need to talk to someone. And Talkspace is online therapy that makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. You just simply provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match you with one of 3,000 plus therapists the very same day. Send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere, anytime, and you'll hear back daily, five days per week. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. No matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Join more than one million who feel happier with Talkspace. Like I said, it's convenient and easy to use. You no longer have to wait for your next appointment to talk about what's on your mind. With Talkspace, you can send unlimited messages to your dedicated therapist from the privacy of your device anywhere, any time of day. And it's affordable. One month of therapy on Talkspace costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face -face session. Best of all, you'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind. Talkspace is dedicated to helping everyone live happier lives. They said one in five children deals with a mental health issue in their lives. That's why Talkspace is now offering counseling to teens ages 13 and up. It's amazing. We really, really need to work on our mental health. It will make the world a better place. And I have an offer for my listeners. Talkspace has more than 3,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy go to talkspace.com and make sure to use the code be here to get 45 dollars off your first month and show your support for this show that's talkspace.com and make sure to use the code be here to get 45 dollars off your first month come on guys it's so important it's so nice to be able to talk to someone I think on this, wow, thanks for the combo. I'm like, yeah. huh. Yeah, exact, exactly, though. I actually so. learned that um, 
uh, it was like, just like a scientific study done on it that loneliness and um, feeling ostracized or and separating yourself from people for like an extended period of time um, can have the same uh, physical effects on your body, like poor health effects yeah. as let's say like smoking for ten years or something. Wow. Like, it, like yeah, it's like really bad I for your body. Believe. Oh my gosh, we could bond all day on this. <laughs> I believe that hugs are medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I am such a believer of that, and yeah. like. Um, I think it's Deepak Chopra. He does so much work on the mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I whenever I recommend one of his books to someone, they're like, oh, no, I'm having, like, a physical ailment. You know, my back hurts. And I'm like, yeah. read the book. Yep. It could be tied to something completely different. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's your mattress. Yeah, so totally. Totally. It's, it's fascinating you say well, that. Well, we should talk about what you do because it does kind of involve this sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah. So how did you – well, let's go back to, like, your childhood and uh, – you did you want to be in entertainment when you were younger yeah I feel like we all get bitten pretty mm-hmm. early by the entertainment bug yeah, I guess who who doesn't really I know did you oh yeah you just know right yeah I was like I'm hilarious and yeah I mean <laughs> there are the anomalies <laughs> where it's like oh I was in school for accounting and I landed this role but something within you maybe mm-hmm. when you're young it goes off so so yeah yeah growing up I always said like oh I would love to make people I would love to, well, I would, oh, it's funny. I used to say I'd love to talk to people for a living. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what that meant, but. It's so weird when you put it out there. Now that's exactly what you do. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mom, like, can I just, I literally said, can I just talk to people? Um, can I be social and wear pretty dresses for a living? And. Red carpet host. It's so crazy because in my mind, in my mind, I'm like, wow, I always go back to that and think, you know, I look at my like design partnerships or things that I've created and I'm like wow maybe this all stemmed from being seven and asking my mom if this was a profession or a job Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) so but when you were little though did you realize it was a job because I find that like I I mean I knew I wanted to do do it you know be in entertainment um I didn't necessarily think of stand-up comedy as a job but like I think a lot of people like they don't know that they can make what they love doing or what they think like you know sounds fun or sounds interesting into a career I think it's like I think everyone thinks of like okay you can move to LA and be an actress but there's 3,000 other things that you can do along with that as well and I think the beautiful thing is now finally it's becoming more common to not be able to explain in one sentence all the things you do Mm -hmm. and I actually think that's a great sign because I think what's happened is the world it's like society for so long has Mm -hmm. told you corporate world is key get a job um safety Mm -hmm. and of course you know the people who love you parents whoever else they don't want you to not go after your dreams Mm -hmm. right but they keep you they're trying to keep you safe and a lot of the time when they're recommending becoming insurance agents Mm -hmm. aka my father is like it's the most reliable job um they in keeping you safe they also keep you small Mm -hmm. um so I didn't know at all when I was young when I was small that that was I'm literally just marking down good time quotes of things you're saying because you're saying oh, a lot yeah, of good stuff gold that mm-hmm. sounds awesome um yeah I but yeah and keeping you safe oftentimes they keep you small I've had this experience with my family I love love my parents yeah. dearly they're yeah I have the most supportive greatest parents in the world mm-hmm. but to a certain extent up until fairly recently um and we had to work on it as a family because it was kind of keeping me small they were trying to keep me safe that, yes, yes I moved to LA and I've been doing but like 
me being a comedian, being out at night, mm-hmm. traveling alone really scared them. Yep. And so, <laughs> and I and I don't blame them. I mean, I, it would be tough. I'm not a parent and I know I'd feel mm-hmm. the same way. But I would rather be in those situations and make a little bit of less money now or whatever and and feel good within my soul than go drive to an insurance job every day and hate myself. Yes, and exactly. I think this, like, our next wave values Mm -hmm. fulfillment and, like, life fulfillment, Mm -hmm. which is something that may have been put on the back burner for the generation before. And are your parents entrepreneurs or are they, like... um, They're entrepreneurs. They they own their own business and stuff. So, so yeah, and actually, and they get that part. That's great. My whole family are entrepreneurs. My sister, too. I think for them, it's the safety thing. It's comedy clubs. It's nighttime. It's traveling alone. You're not married. You're alone. Yeah, and they're like, pretty girl on stage. Yeah. Oh, God, don't give your address. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, it, it, and that's Little crazy. do they know I repulse people. Like, <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, I know, like, right? female comics don't have men, like, lining up outside the door. Are you? <laughs> really? Because I feel like a so ton. different than male comics. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, maybe I'm that select few. Like, two of my guy friends are so obsessed with Sarah Silverman that yeah. I just assume that, like. Send them my way. Maybe they'll be into non-Jewish Yeah, comics. baby. <laughs> Dude, exactly. That sounds so perfect. Um. Yeah, it's funny funny. because I remember growing up and thinking, okay, dancer, Mm -hmm. actress, veterinarian, and there were these weird categories, and now there are zero boxes, and to your point earlier, when you were saying, like, you, sometimes what you love, it's like, you don't know that it could be a job, Mm -hmm. or that you can make a career out of it, that's sort of, that is the question, the tipping point, at least in my life, is, Mm -hmm. is how do I get other people you know other passionistas in this world Mm -hmm. boss babes whoever whoever you are to see that that's an avenue Mm -hmm. um versus what we were just talking about so So when did you realize like oh this is something because I I read your um biography and everything you had a career change right you massively you went (laughs) for the corporate thing yeah so when did you explain that and then explain how you realized like totally well okay so the weird thing is that I started I was the total opposite. People are like, they, you know, you graduate college and you can't find a job for years. Two days after finishing college, mm-hmm. I was offered this freaking one in a million opportunity to become the marketing director. And if you're in corporate at all life, you know that the director title takes a while. So yeah. they were just super into Twitter at the time. They wanted something so new so fresh they wanted to keep the salary fairly low and I was the perfect fit it just all happened so I I did take it and it was in the radio um it was in the San Diego radio broadcast market mm-hmm. with Entercom um s- side note it was not popular by any freaking means I remember getting that job and 11 people quit from the department everyone was just pissed that this 23 year old was stepping into an office yeah. and so I did take it However, I I was interning at the time on the morning show for the company, Mm -hmm. and my sort of negotiation was, I don't want to stop being on the air because... I enjoy being a personality. So you were you were interning at a, at a radio station? Yes. But you were an on-air host as an intern? Um, yeah, I was intern Erica on the oh, morning shows. Okay. So my name was actually, it was like a persona, that's intern cute. E. Um, even though I was part-time, mm-hmm. they still thought, you know, intern sounded better. Um, and yes, I was. And so, and I was training and I was learning all of the things about developing this persona. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to stop that. So they agreed, but you can't really control company 
changes. So we went through a format flip where we went from just really top 40 stuff to like 80s, 90s, and now. Mm -hmm. And it was less appealing, but I was, but I stuck with it. Mm -hmm. And then um, eventually, you know, more music mornings take over and the personalities get cut. And I just remember being in the job. I was like, two years in I'd been with the company for three and a half years because I started interning in college but two years into the job I accepted um I just remember having to miss a red carpet Mm -hmm. uh with some a-list celebs that were very rare to find in San Diego to come down and I cannot tell you to this day what the damn marketing meeting was about yeah I just can't and it's because all you remember is that you missed that all I remember is that I missed it and And (laughs) shouldn't that be a good be a good sign right there yes that you should be doing that other thing for a living if that's all you can remember absolutely so and and I knew pretty well on like I have been weirdly loving this whole like um you know I watched have you ever seen The Secret uh yeah Mm -hmm. so I watched The Secret on this weird night where I didn't know what I was putting into the DVD player at the time that I put the secret in and Mm -hmm. I was like whoa law of attraction we're all one with the universe you can do anything Mm -hmm. so I started listening to that kind of material again when I made the decision that I wanted to leave my corporate job and Mm -hmm. I gained this confidence and I gave myself like I gave myself some some months probably like eight to nine months and I was like okay I'm going to flip everything that I'm do- I was probably the worst employee in the world because I go, I'm going to flip everything I'm doing every day um, to, to basically trying to re trying to support me leaving. Mm-hmm. So gathering contacts, making contact lists. Um, mm-hmm. I was like on Twitter most of the day. And so you gave yourself six to nine months before you would quit. Right. Okay. Because you know, it's funny. Some people I thought you were going to say six to nine months before. Like, I thought you quit. And then you said you were going to do six to nine months to, like, make your no. dream happen. And I was like, I don't think you should oh, ever no, no, put no. an end timeline on that. Weirdly, I... Yeah, exactly. You said... You took the words right out of my mouth. I never... I never thought... I thought, oh, I'll end corporate. But I never thought, oh, I'm going to give myself this long and go back. I yeah, thought, no. No, this is it, it. I mean, I was in the right industry already, like... Um, it was music, less than film. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we had people in and out of the doors all the time so I was at least in the right industry already mm-hmm. and um how um going back and don't lose your train of thought on yeah, this yeah how were you already doing red carpet stuff was that through the radio station or yeah so okay. this is no no it's not this is the funniest part I'm so glad you asked this because it, I just remembered something I would get on the daily um direct messages like on on everything on Facebook Twitter Instagram and it was like hey, I'm just graduating college. You seem, you know, really young to be doing what you're doing. Can you tell me the name of your job? Because I'd like to get that kind of position when I graduate. And I do remember almost laughing because I'm like, well, if I said, I have marketing, there were two other marketing directors. Mm -hmm. um, So there were three of us. They were never setting foot in to the press rooms or the red carpets. I was using my credentials from the station, applying to do red carpets, and like just applying to get like a press pass and go do that? 100% credentials. And then I literally create, oh my gosh, this is year one. I created a. It, any person can just apply. To, like if I wanted to be like, hey, I have a popular podcast and I'm a comedian. I'd love to get credentials to be a correspondent on the red carpet. Well, well, are you going to house it and actually cover it? So this is what I did. Year okay. one, I said to the radio station, hey, you hired me for my fresh voice. Vlogs or like blogging via video are everything right now Mm -hmm. we need to cover more stuff also 
And I wasn't afraid to bring this in. I said, also, part of my strengths and what I'm good at is this sort of to camera facilitation. We can share this on our Facebook page was really big for the station to our audience and they can relate. Um, I think that you need to start something called easy blogs Mm -hmm. and you need a host. And I already put this whole pitch together. Um, So if we create it, I'm pretty much a no brainer. You don't have to pay me more. I'll be your host. And they agreed. So when I was applying for the credentials, Mm -hmm. I, it did appear on our website within the week and I was able to actually cover for the station. Yeah. So, so okay, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't just say like, Hey, this is my affiliation. Let me go. Well, talk I know, but, to your, but if you had like a popular like Facebook page or something, even yeah. a personal one, you, they would probably let you do it. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, depending with the right angle, with the right person, mm-hmm. with the right event, definitely mm-hmm. the right event, like an intimate book signing where someone would be there. Yeah. That'd probably be a no brainer. If it were a, a film premiere, that's pretty standard and they, they have their usual outlets, mm-hmm. you know, get creative. A Marvel film's going to, it'll, it'll trudge on without you or yeah. with you. Shocking. So yeah, <laughs> I think it really depends, but I was doing all of that and I figured out pretty early on, I wanted to share all of that mm-hmm. publicly so that my community would know who I really am, which yeah. is not an admin girl, not yeah. And they started relating to me. I'm not even good at my own admin. Girl, exactly. <laughs> like, I spent like two and a half hours before you got here trying to figure out how to link bands in town to like a Facebook page so my comedy shows would show up on there. I, I still haven't figured it out. Yes, exactly. Like trying to do your marketing, it's like, okay. But sometimes it's funny because what helps is even having another body in the room. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll call my assistant and be like, just sit and let me bounce things off you. And then all of a sudden I'm doing things 10 times the rate because there's another person to hold me accountable. Yeah. Otherwise I'll squirrel out and be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on that. That's been helpful to me too. Yeah. You feel like supported and stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, I, so that, you're at the radio station. Yeah. <clears throat> what, but, and then, uh, yeah. So, and then you were also at your marketing job and you were like six to nine months. I'm going to quit. Oh yes. You were building That's contact right. lists. Yes. I was building contact lists. I was, applying for new fun credentials and in fact here's the freaking craziest part when I was doing more of what I loved every single day at the radio station they actually approached me for pardon for a different job there as only an on-air afternoon personality and I think it's like the law of attraction it's like yeah I was who I'm who I'm meant to be and all of a sudden it's cool I, I was approached to for a totally different on-air slot and I'm like wow but at the time I thought you know this is what I want to do however no matter how much I love my broadcasting family to this day I love them Mm -hmm. I um I was I was ready for the next chapter Mm -hmm. and ready to move to Los Angeles I was driving on the weekends to Los Angeles to sometimes cover for outlets that I just had a relationship with from interning at Comic-Con in college you know the Nintendo spaces they needed someone to come and cover I would go for weekends and then I would go to sleep on Sunday night on the couch in the studio and wake up on Monday mornings to do the morning show and start my full-time job. And I, I just, I loved it. Oh my yeah. God. I loved it so much. And I'm like, all right, well, there's some, some truth here. So what ended up happening is while I was at the station, I signed a contract with Fashion Week mm-hmm. San Diego and I um, became the entertainment reporter for a late night show mm-hmm. airing there. And... And how'd you get both those? You just applied I just went for it. I cold emailed everyone, um, found the producer of the late night show, took mm-hmm. him to lunch 
and he brainstormed a way for me to be more involved. That's um, so cool. And they had so many men, so many men. I'm like, yo, and I did see a gap, and I'm like, hello, like you need a little girl boss action in here. Especially for Fashion Week. Exa- well, <laughs> so this was the late night show, oh, but also show. entertainment, and mm-hmm. oh, of course, and then something huge, like if, if anyone's out there thinking, you know, just out there in the networking game, building their brand, the cross-pollination game, mm-hmm. I took... Explain that more. Yeah, so cross-pollinating is what... Oh my gosh, I'm totally... I didn't have a name for it till I met my business partner, but he calls it cross-pollinating, which is when I went to the entertainment, um, or the late-night show, rather, I then said, you know, hey, look, I'm doing a lot for Fashion Week. Um, mm-hmm. Fashion Week has XYZ audience they can do this that and the other Mm -hmm. um we can plan a segment with them they're totally open to it all of a sudden I came to them with something else like leverage something else that I was working on yeah and I got fashion week by essentially making my radio station their official media partner which to this day is still that partnership still in place so smart uh right so and to this day they're still fashion week San Diego's media partners so I, it's not like you're, sometimes people feel like shame or bad or like, ooh, they know I want to get somewhere. But the truth is I just set up a really great partnership that's still intact without me. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Really leveraging the things you're involved in. Um, So while I was making the physical move to live from San Diego to LA, that's when I was, um, after I put my two weeks in, I was still able, I was like working all week mm-hmm. for Fashion Week and the late night show. So I kind of demoted myself. Yeah. Oh God. So many people, you know, when wait, I, how, wait, how did you demote yourself? I mean, I went from full-time health benefits, corner office. All of that in San Diego. Well, right. To, um, part-time with Fashion Week, part-time with the, uh. Oh, you're saying when you were at your marketing job. You're right. Then, oh yeah. But that's what you do when you take a risk. Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. And you just trust that platform's flying. Yeah. And you were so young. It's not like it, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think everyone has to expect that you're going when you're building your own brand or your own business or blog or I don't know, whatever. Totally. You have to expect that you're going to have much lower times than you would. Absolutely. People think like it's like patience and living in the now, like knowing, Mm -hmm. knowing that you have everything you need now. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're a match for Mm -hmm. what you want. But, you know, when you're walking into like, oh, not as as the person who has the energy of not quite yet Mm -hmm. the only things that can really enter your sphere is are the opportunities that are not quite yet Mm -hmm. Um, so what do you mean by that like just keeping it in your brain like it's gonna happen but it's just not quite yet um no more like it's already happened and Uh I'm already there I have everything I need and inside of the like law of attraction sort of um thought Mm -hmm. process you're walking in as a person you need to be that matches all of those opportunities that you want however when you wake up in lack, it's another way of glass half full, glass half empty. Mm-hmm. When you wake up in lack and you show up in that state of sort of just lack and it's just an undertone, mm-hmm. barely noticeable, um, but you're generating it mm-hmm. as who totally. you are. A lot of the times you can only walk into spaces that match mm-hmm. and those spaces will be the opportunities that match the almost there. Yeah. And not necessarily like the gold you're looking for, or I should say the goals you already have. Yeah. I know. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. My, you'll have to listen to this podcast. I, I did like um, maybe three weeks ago uh, with my hypnotherapist. But uh, yeah, but Amazing. he's, he's, but he's come up with this whole, his own kind of version of the law of attraction thing. But like he says, it's like on steroids. Yeah. Um, 
yeah and that's basically his point is like you you already feel like you you have it and you, yeah he he has this whole thing about like you feel like you know what it feels like to already be there sitting on set you know what yes. it feels like to hold that script oh God, you know Rachel, what it feels like to like oh he, he's incredible wow he's, he's i do hypnotherapy as well oh really yeah that's so nuts oh my gosh you have to look him up too he's amazing yeah I, i've got it does he do it in person uh-huh Oh my gosh! So he'll come to you. Oh, I don't, I don't know about or, that. He's got an office in the valley. Oh, uh, yeah, but he's great. It's Joe Tabanella. But anyways, so I'm his next client. <laughs> and eating healthy and taking care of your body are all part of living your best life, manifesting the secret, everything. Just being prepared for when opportunities happen. And like I said, you need to be feeling your best, eating healthy, putting healthy food in your body. And guess what? HelloFresh makes that easy. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes. They have fresh pre-measured ingredients and easy to follow six step pictured recipe cards that are delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. And guess what? We're all busy and HelloFresh meals come together in 30 minutes maximum. They call for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup. They're delicious, too. You have three plans to choose from, the classic, the veggie, and the family, with the option to switch between for when your tastes change. I love HelloFresh. I specifically love their chicken fajita dish. It's amazing. So get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone by discovering new delicious recipes. And I have an offer for my listeners. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash BeHere80 and enter BeHere80. That's for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BeHere80 and enter BeHere80. Guys, let's get healthy. So you, okay, so I read your your, your uh, bio and th- so it, like, let's say no one knew your bio and they heard you talking, it would be like, gosh, everything just happens for this girl. Lucky, 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 you know, (laughs) all fortune all the time. Yeah. But you did not have the easiest time. No. And so explain that if you're okay with it. Totally. And well, you wrote it in a book. You're obviously okay with it. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Explain that. And then also like, how did you, did you have that feeling that everything was going to be okay during that? I mean, there's no way. Yeah. Well, so weirdly, okay, so so what happened, and th- that's a good point, right? If you're listening, you're like, oh, damn, so it's been like sunshines, rainbows, and she probably yeah. wake up, wakes up in the clouds. No, not the case. Um, yeah, so something, oh, something really uh, pivotal, life-changing, all of those words you read, uh, occurred that first year that I was in college. So my family, up until, like, literally... They dropped me off, my mom and dad, together mm-hmm. in our BMW, my little sister in the back seat, to college. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. So you grew up in like a upper middle class? Upper type? middle class, mm-hmm. exactly. We in had San Diego, our, I mean, that's Well, nice. actually, so I grew up in Northern California, Okay. but I went to college in Southern, mm-hmm. so in San Diego. So they drove me there, uh-huh. went back to Northern California. And what did your parents do for a living? Um, they owned a business for 26 years. Okay. So it was a restaurant, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, restaurant biz is hard, but... Uh, yeah, over, oh my gosh, over 10 years is usually celebrated. That business was older than me at the time. Oh so, um, however, that is what actually closed that year. So it was the economy crash. And it's crazy. We don't talk about it often, but it affected so many people. And there was this huge crash in 2009 mm-hmm. of the economy. 
people lost everything. And I, oh my God, it's so crazy. Even now to sort of reminisce if we were one of, we were those people, mm-hmm. um, they dropped me off at the start of the year. And then by the summer I went back home to, and with girlfriends, I like invited two girlfriends from college to stay with me on their drive back up to, you know, Washington state where they lived. And I remember you had no idea. No. So this is the weird part is we, our business had closed and our house was going through a lot of foreclosure periods, even though my you mom, knew that or no, though. No. So no we yes. communicated that over no. the phone. Or so anything? I knew that the business closed. That okay. was the no brainer. Of course, I knew that my mom, what I didn't know, but I obviously know now. She got so many jobs. God, I love her so much. Like, she was a waitress three times over in our little town and two more just to make sure that I was staying in college. And then when I would call or when I would come to visit, I noticed things, right? Like, I noticed that our lawn was starting to turn, like, brown. Mm -hmm. That was the most noticeable. And the pool was starting to turn green. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because that's what I... those were the biggest signs that like things weren't going that well and then the lawn would be a little longer Mm -hmm. and growing up I just remember like obviously gardeners pull then and the first thing to probably be cut in a budget now that I'm thinking about it real time with you yeah are yeah probably Mm -hmm. the freaking people to tend to your yard like do it yourself if you're on a budget yeah so I remember noticing that and then um and we also built my house like I lived in it my entire life so my mom didn't have an easy upbringing she I was first generation here she came from Mexico and this was her biggest like life achievement um she designed and they built the home we lived in so that year I remember there was this one period where she shared with me hey people are trying to you know take the house it's not gonna happen we're getting everything together um the plan was for my dad to get his insurance license uh, ironically Mm -hmm. And when you lose a business, you go through emotions. And he was unexpectedly inside of bad depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so those books to study, all the next steps, they just were never acted on. Mm-hmm. And my mom had this weird fuel. So she went the opposite and was doing everything possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, it's like I always say, two ships passing in the night. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating to even talk about thinking about, I remember her calling and saying, you know, it's not going to happen. I'm getting the mayor involved, which she did at a point to save the house. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to be fine. But this weird, like lack of communication happened, Mm -hmm. um, somewhere in the last few months of call of my first year of college. Mm -hmm. And then when I got back, she didn't realize that it was so publicly like chained up mm-hmm. or because our doors were chained. That's what I arrived to. So what do you mean? How did she not realize she wasn't living there? No, she had had to move in with a friend the week before. And people are like, how do you miss all this? But here is how you miss all of this. And I know the ins and outs and you can feel free to ask anything. Cause it's yeah. a really weird situation. Um, phones. Mm-hmm. So the other thing to go is phone bills mm-hmm. and, some damn times so I remember we switched servers and carriers and I was trying to call and it was like this number is no longer in service mm-hmm. and lines get blurred mm-hmm. it's like when you're watching it makes a mo- sense I mean yeah it all makes yeah. sense yeah it's like when you're watching a movie and you're like why doesn't he just do this 
And like so many no, times. But you're also just trying to keep your head above water so much that you probably. Yeah. Exactly. And so that happened and she, you know, had had the date wrong. She thought it was the next day that we were getting there where she fully intended to be in the house because that next day she had an appointment to potentially be back in the house. It's just the timing. It's like mm-hmm. the universe could not have planned it more crazy. And yeah. so, yeah, what ended up happening is they did take it and she, you know, packed up everything with me for, we had about 11 hours to pack up everything. And she did not think we would, this would happen. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, everything we've ever, you know, owned. And it was like, now like it was traumatic probably that next like later that year but at the time I just knew like I think I I just adopted the same go 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 yeah which is something you got to do and did it all and where's your dad now um he started drinking once he fell into depression so he really was I mean I don't even remember stopping by no like I mean they they had some like we owned a bar and a restaurant Mm -hmm. and they would drink socially but like my sister, I remember, had told me that that during that time when they lost the business, oh my God, he really just hated. He stayed away from the books, and he like probably got lost in a disappeared in a drink, mm-hmm. and it was like everything he built for thirty years gone. Yeah. I think he just felt so much failure. Mm-hmm. Because fast forward, I'm so at peace. Like I know they both did the best that they could have, and. ironically when my dad finally came to later that summer Mm -hmm. my mom was gone so the last time I really saw her which what would be for like five more for five years or so was that day we cleaned out the house and then she totally switched like changed like she even she was I mean she was so great she even had a little house Mm -hmm. a few blocks up all set up for us to move into which we did for a while and then obviously it was not paid after that but Mm -hmm. she even set up the transitioning case but she or surrender she surrendered or defeated bowed out whatever the word is um and started meeting these friends who were like let's camp and her lifestyle now which is pretty public. It's not in my book, I don't think, but she's homeless. You know, you said it in your book. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Okay, got it. I, <laughs> I got a lot more vocal about it the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, just because so many people, uh, I didn't I didn't realize how, like, rare it is. But so she d- retreated into homelessness, but it started. But on purpose. Yes. So it started with friends asking her to start camping. And who were these friends? How did she even meet them? Uh, they came to her. We're from a very small town. Mm-hmm. We were part of the upper uh, echelon, if you will. Mm-hmm. Those type of friends, when you're going under, don't always stay around. And mm-hmm. like, I think what ended up happening is I was off at my first year of college. My dad retreated. My like little sister was rebelling into her own teenage years. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened was my mom ended up just being left alone, really alone. Mm-hmm. And she made this one friend... She made this one friend and she was very like of the earth. And mm-hmm. I just like, she was very like, um, hippie. She made cards from like, like rocks and trees. I don't know. Um, and, and I should also add cards? everyone cards, like greeting cards. Okay. Weird. Sh- cool. Like stuff you can't yeah. write. All right. I yeah. could tell you. <laughs> and, um, a lot of people knew my parents as well because we had the rest, like the restaurant was, there's no one who didn't know that business. Yeah. And so, yeah, one way or another, socially, they connected. And 
then she met more of her friends who liked to camp and it all started with camping because people ask like how does this sort of thing happen Mm -hmm. and it's just a gradual like um yeah started with camping over the summer um there was not really like revenue being generated to probably sustain a cell phone Mm -hmm. and then she yeah she met this guy who's still her partner today Mm -hmm. um and at the same time, my dad got jaundice, which we laugh now because his jaundice woke him up and his, my grandmother, all his sisters, everyone who didn't know anything, like didn't know what was really going on, they knew then. And they all came down and he had like a come to Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, Is he sober now? Yes. Good. Yes. Uh, at the perfect timing, though, to have lost her. It's just, the, it's just yeah. so unfortunate, so the timing. So. Anyway, yeah. So to do you this speak to her now? Day, yes. In fact, it's a little bit crazy. She, yes, we speak now. Mm-hmm. And like the biggest thing, the biggest conduit for that was um, was agree- her agreeing later in my college to get a cell phone that I don't care if I was funding it. Mm-hmm. Um, if she got a steady num- phone number, because that's the most hurtful is like. You just couldn't get a hold of her. You never know where, she was. Yeah. where to call, who you're hearing from. There's no address. It's like people underestimate it. Mm-hmm. Now we have phones. It seems like everyone has a phone. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. And so we started with that sort of agreement and then slowly saw each other a couple times. But what really was the tipping point was mm-hmm. my beautiful fiance um, said, you know, we got to see a mom. And he's from Australia. And he's mm-hmm. like, we're going to see it. I'm like, honey, I, I see her. But like, you know, if you book a train, she'll get really like scared or like she might not come on it like I've waited a million times that's the drill and he goes no I'm gonna do it and I'm like good luck Mm -hmm. so he booked it he started talking to her on the phone and like god bless him I was right so the first weekend went by it's like planes trains cars and automobiles didn't happen but then the second weekend he we had free he actually tried it again and she did come and since then we've had yes like we talk I see her we were finally able recently to visit where she is we Mm -hmm. didn't go into the community but we stayed like above on the overpasses and the streets and things for a Christmas which was weird and special I can't believe I'm so my gosh I'm so open like back when Mm -hmm. I was um I appreciate it it's a it's it's a great story because when you first started talking on the podcast I mean I knew your backstory from reading that yeah yeah and, and I was like it's helpful for, I think, my listeners and for yeah. people where it's not like... No, that's... Thank you for saying that. Yeah. yeah. It's really helpful. Ooh, sometimes I'm yeah. like, holy, am I saying all this? Oh, my God. But, yeah, I think yeah. it's really inspiring. I think you should delve more into it in another book Totally. You know? I mean, it's a pretty incredible story. Yeah. And how positive and awesome you're doing. I no, mean, the great... It's crazy that the kid eventually be kind of... You became the parent. It is nuts. Yeah. And the great part was that after that, I went back... Godspeed to me. I have no freaking idea. But I got back to college and... Um, so you were with your fiance and you were still in college when you went up to visit her? You're talking about? Oh, or is this no, recently? no, no, no. I'm going back in the story. Okay. No, but the recent part, no, I didn't meet my fiance until, um, three out of college, okay. two years out of college, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, at the time that all of it happened, I did make it back. Pardon. Finished school, obviously. But my risk tolerance, like was totally transformed. Like it, I could take so many risks. Because I really didn't have, I didn't feel like I had that much left to lose. And it was. It's rock bottom. It was ironic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, 
Not your rock bottom personally, really. Well, really. But it was. It had an effect on you. Yeah. It was. And ironically, like from, I mean, it's, this is in the book, but uh, all of the items, the storage units did not get paid. So when, and we, and I wasn't notified, who knows who's even on those papers. Yeah. So what started happening is that all of my childhood, like stuff started being sold at uh, swap meets and flea markets and things like that. So my damn college experience was tons of Facebook messages because the people, random people finding it didn't really, one maybe had my phone number, but it was like people who knew me growing up or from high school. They'd find me on Facebook and be like, isn't this your picture for sale? And it's the frame, but they're like, no one takes it out. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was weird because the, support that did come from that was my like family friends my family I call them my friends Mm -hmm. oh my god like I now know that I can you can and anyone can I mean if you lose everything you only need what's between your ears and in your Mm -hmm. heart like it's so cheesy but it's not cheesy at all it's awesome it's like okay I'm gonna rely on that fuel and and it's gonna get me through somehow Mm -hmm. Listen up, ladies. I'm about ready to make your life so much easier and save you a ton of time and money with Simple Health. And as the name suggests, they're here to make your health care, well, simple, starting with online birth control. I am now going to use Simple Health for the rest of my life. It's so convenient. It comes right to my door. I used to hate driving to the pharmacy and then finding out my prescription wasn't filled after I just stand in line for 30 minutes and having to come back another day. But with Simple Health, there's no more doctor's offices, waiting rooms, or pharmacy lines. You get birth control prescribed, renewed, and delivered from wherever you are on your schedule. And we all know that birth control is a personal choice, and Simple Health is a discreet and comfortable option. No labels on the shipment or telling a 50-year-old man your sexual activity, just you and your phone at home. And Simple Health doctors can prescribe over 100 brands of the pill, as well as the patch or ring. They personalize a recommendation based on your health profile and personal preferences. And this isn't to say, listen, this service is not a replacement for routine evaluations by your primary care physician or gynecologist. This is just easy access to birth control delivered right to your door. And Simple Health offers affordable care regardless of insurance. They do accept insurance and birth control is free with most insurance plans. For those without insurance, birth control pills start at $15 a month and delivery is free for everyone. The prescription is usually $20, but my listeners get to try it for free with my code. I'm so excited to share this with you guys because I really think it is life-changing. Don't miss your chance to try this service for free. My listeners get the $20 prescription fee waived by going to simplehealth.com slash be here or entering code be here at checkout. All right, don't miss your chance to try this service for free. My listeners get the $20 prescription fee waived by going to simplehealth.com slash be here or entering code be here at checkout. And then all of a sudden I have this weird incentive to give back. Like my nanny who I grew up with, obviously she wasn't watching us in high school anymore, Mm -hmm. but came full circle and like built this little room for us in her house that I still go back to. She's like my second mom. Um, My friends were like, you know, they knew what had happened. And Mm -hmm. the following weeks they were like, well, so are you still coming on the trip? And I'm like, uh, and we had planned like a beach trip and they're like, things aren't changing. Like we know what you want from life. You're not going to get any different. It's probably going to look a little different, Mm -hmm. but our lifestyle, 
it's not going anywhere and you're not going anywhere. Oh, that's so nice. Oh my God. I'm like going to cry. How crazy. <laughs> that is so, crazy. No, it's so sweet. Yeah. So that sort of stemmed from that. And then yeah. weirdly, I feel like everything that led up to that first corporate job was me taking those bigger risks, not waiting till college ended to be like, I want to be on your morning show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, hey, can I be on the morning <laughs> show? It doesn't like, if not. You can't embarrass me anyways. Even if you say no, right. it's like, I've already seen enough. I'm like, I don't even own anything to lose. Yeah. Like, whatever. So it was fascinating, though. Mm-hmm. I had a car full of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff I put in my car the day we cleaned out our house, I, I obviously still have and mm-hmm. had then. But mm-hmm. that's like, I could look at what I owned and it's like a nut. It's nuts. And I'm grateful it happened then. I mean... I don't know what would have happened if it didn't. And so like, even to my mom, like though, obviously there's hurt mm-hmm. and there's the argument, you know, like when you raise a daughter at 19, it's not leaving her, but it is, yeah. you need your mom forever. Oh and yeah. So I, does so, she, does she not see it that way? Oh, she does. Yeah. No, she, she does. Bad. Of course. It's so multi. Does she ever so want layered. to get out of her camp? You know, to be determined, like, yeah. like as people follow along the journey mm-hmm. things could unravel like at times there's been discussion of a um of like a camper or what's it called like a um you know, rv like, yes yeah, yeah like an rv mm-hmm. but then it's funny because no they end up because she also works like odd jobs and her partner works and but they enjoy this camping exactly. life so she likes it so this is the crazy part and this is why it's so fun yeah. because i didn't know this before while it's amazing to build shelters and try and like Mm, you know get homeless people into homes what so many people don't realize and there it's impossible unless you have a loved one there yeah is it's so a choice for so many there's this weird I didn't ever know this there's this weird um addiction to the lifestyle of of not having that lease of of I can like see that. weirdly living off the land and I'll say she was uh talk about polar opposite like my all this, these habits um manners p- being polite mm-hmm. having proper etiquette sh- that they were all her so she was on the opposite end of wow. the materialism spectrum and there was something freeing i think especially as a woman and like she had her a rough upbringing finds success finds the love of her lives which are her children and mm-hmm. then loses it uh, i almost feel like now I can almost stand by like that, that was really brave of mm-hmm. her to say like I'm gonna for me as a person mm-hmm. independent of the role mother mm-hmm. discover maybe some freedom inside of it even though like just someone listening it's like oh and I'm totally transformed no because I have my days where I'm like it's pouring outside yeah. get the f into this world i hate that you know yeah and you're, <laughs> you're you had a younger sister too right I did, yeah yeah so she wasn't 19 she was a kid uh well yeah and ironically because it's so everything is so woven mm-hmm. she had run away mm-hmm. from home almost bef- like months before we lost the house and uh-huh. gone to live with these friends and we're totally like polar opposites. I grew up loving the Spice Girls. She liked Ozzy Osbourne. I mm-hmm. don't have a tad on my body. I, I don't mind him. I'm afraid though. Mm-hmm. She's got lots. Mm-hmm. And so she was always sort of on that path, but um, she really left it. Didn't even, didn't finish high school actually because mm-hmm. she had run away from all this situation. 
And it wasn't until when my dad got jaundice, my grandmother got wind of what was happening and was like, get your ass back here. Mm-hmm. Bribed my sister with 400 bucks to go into this like Christian r- women's home for the weekend. And to this day, she like literally never left. She runs a biblical freaking college downtown. Oh my God, that's I cool. I have the craziest story. Like it's so nuts. And then my dad, my dad and I are, like best friends I'm just so oh my god I'm so happy to have him in my life Mm -hmm. he started so over like he started over in such a crazy way that so cool to hear people can it it obviously can but a lot of people don't realize his bike back and forth from getting his first real new job at the Goodwill store in the town he moved into with my grandmother and like I'm so proud of him for doing that uh the bike was ridden obviously because during this year so much happened I didn't know about you know including like losing of licenses and Mm -hmm. things that just come accompany depression and and drinking Mm -hmm. scary to talk about but also I think necessary for people to understand yeah no it's it's absolutely necessary and it's not it's not just your father or just your family I mean it's so common yeah and I think mental health and addiction and things like that are just getting worse totally it's and and people don't (laughs) talk about it exactly and it's the ironic part is like when it's for a period of time. People don't really classify it. Like, it just seems like, oh, he'll get over it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I wouldn't wish medical situations on anyone, but that jaundice, like, mm-hmm. we joke. Yeah. Like, thank God for jaundice. Does it, does it go away, jaundice? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. No, I mean, yes, exactly. It did go away, but it your liver gets to a certain point and, like... Um, Anyway, it's so crazy how much I know the, it's so divine, the universe, because the timing is just so crazy mm-hmm. that, you know, he went through that. And so now he's, mm-hmm. he's uh, all up in arms and, you know, sister runs the, runs the college. And then obviously my mom is where she is. And mm-hmm. then, you know, my dad and I see each other on the weekends and totally. It's great. Sports games with the fiance. So we're in a total mm-hmm. um, connected place. Yeah. Still. So. I mean, it sounds like you guys are all still in a rebuilding phase and it, you, like, it's probably going to get, keep getting better and better. Honestly. Thank you. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never thought of that. I've never thought of that. I'm like, uh, if I had to describe that, it, yeah, it's like an evolution of, you know, it's evolving. Like, what does this look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and my, it's interesting. My fiance planned this damn elaborate proposal. Homeboy did not did not downplay it and he invited (laughs) not only his family from Australia but like all of my family obviously Mm -hmm. so that was one of the opportunities where well we're all together so you know what does this look like now and I think it gets better every time where everyone's just accepting of Mm -hmm. everything that's happened that's great it's great great, cray (laughs) no it's it's not I mean everyone's family has stuff it's not and everyone has their own personal stuff yeah and what's cool is that you're still so positive and and that you're I mean essentially giving back to others. So let's talk about what you're doing now yeah, with yeah. your um, passion to paycheck and passionistas and everything. Totally. So, so tell us, tell me how you got to the point where you wrote this book. Well, right. That's great. So, so ironically, after I left San Diego, which mm-hmm. I did finally moved to LA, I gave this, um, in fact, the first time I had ever shared anything about my family, mm-hmm. pardon, was on this, uh, Sue talk S U E. Mm-hmm. It's like the female equivalent of a TEDx. Mm-hmm. And, um, they basically, I thought I was going to talk about business or, um, I was the youngest marketing director for Intercom. So a lot of the time when I would give talks, they, you know, that's my topic, but they were like, no, no, no. Like we need you to go personal. And so I finally shared my story and my business partner now and my business partner, um, on the book saw that talk that Mm -hmm. I gave. 
so ironic. And, you know, we met for coffee. We became Facebook friends and then actual friends. And Mm -hmm. all the stars aligned. He had just um, come off an eight-year non-compete. He, Success Magazine, Mm -hmm. he basically, they started it with his list. And so he had signed a non-compete and then met me and was like, I love what you stand for. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do something big and great and amazing in the personal development space again. I love this girl boss. Like, the girl boss was everything. Mm-hmm. Sophia Amoroso um, was just sort of closing up her two years. And, like, boss babes were in. So he co-published Chicken Soup for the Entrepreneur's Soul with mm-hmm. Jack Canfield. And basically had this idea to do a book and have me be, like, the face of the book I would be, but he said, like, I will publish this. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, rope in our editors and the marketing and everything. You would have to come up with some branding and obviously lead on finding these, you know, successful female entrepreneurs for the mm-hmm. book. And I said, oh, I have no problem because I had had the term passionistas in my head for so long. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, it was crazy. It's that crazy. was the book. And to be honest, I was a little resistant at first, mm-hmm. like, I didn't want really? it. Why? Yeah, I just. If someone offered me a book deal, I'd be like, yeah. Oh, gosh. No. Hell so yeah. I was the opposite. In fact, so many people don't know this. Sorry. I submitted. I was the last girl in the Passionistas book ever to submit my chapter. And people are like, oh, you probably had your chapter. No, I almost had to be chased. And I'm so thankful I did because I still had a little bit of who do I think I am syndrome. And mm-hmm. like he was basically I now recognize he was like hey I know who you are answer your damn phone and send us your chapter that's hilarious <laughs> and so and so I did sometimes you just need people to encourage you in exactly. that way exactly yeah exactly pull you up the ladder and I got into it like I finally read the stories of these women and mm-hmm. I'm like okay I got it I like now I'm starting to get it mm-hmm. we pre-sold 10,000 copies before it came out and that was all because of a talk that I joined him in Dallas for and then I saw all these books fly off the, you know, in cases. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and then I started to get it. And then the last one was this women's prison. A few of them across the Midwest, they actually have a program in the prison where you go through it. And it's um, it's basically an empowering personal development context. You can do anything you believe in. And the book is what they get when they complete the program. Oh, my God. And I started just, like, shifting everything. So by the time it came out, I was in the right space. And it ended up hitting freaking 19 damn categories uh, on Amazon, including, like, female entrepreneurship, um, entrepreneurial endeavors for young people. I used to know all of them. But Mm -hmm. it was that day was like, oh, my God. That day was the craziest day ever. So, um, yeah. So the book. You deserve every every second Thank of it. you yeah so yeah if you're if you don't know the the what I just shared is in the book so that was scary in itself and mm-hmm. so releasing it and having it do well was like it meant a lot and mm-hmm. then um you know we were chatting earlier from the book a lot of people wanted to get in touch wanted to know if they could you know get together it started with lunches can mm-hmm. I have lunch with you and then my business uh well my coach or pardon my mentor Kyle, my business partner, did mm-hmm. become almost a coach when I was like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So I did develop this coaching program for a while, um, coached, and it was a little bit fulfilling, but ultimately not what I meant to do forever, uh-huh. one-on-one. Uh, so that evolved into me 
doing live events because at the end of these coaching programs, there was a boss babe boot camp. Mm-hmm. The coaching program was called the boss babe blueprint. I love it. And really it was like mental space, like cultivating like your mental faculties mm-hmm. and, you know, eliminating your mind traps and also a lot of like branding and uh, generating media. Mm-hmm. So I t- basically took the end of the, um, end of the program event, combined it with the other space, which was television because mm-hmm. m- m- mind you, I'm simultaneously working with different networks and platforms and doing all of these collaborations mm-hmm. for TV and red carpet. So I basically took that and now Passion to Paycheck is my company and it's an annual event. We're in our third um, third one this year. So Bumble Biz just hopped on as a sponsor, which I'm so freaking so excited about. Um, and really it's just the same, like the same sentiment as the book. Mm-hmm. What can we hear? Like, how can we hear Do you have from- like panels? Yes, mm-hmm. there's always one keynote, mm-hmm. um, always a prominent person in the television industry because it's really based inside of that. But then we have um, the paycheck part panels where our, those are execs or entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. Um, and then we do another personality panel or really the prereq is being your best self for a living. Mm-hmm. Because I always joke to go full circle to wh- how we started this. Like people don't know you can be a version of yourself for a living or absolutely or whatever you like to do for a living. So this shines a spotlight on those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like to say that it's less informational, more transformational mm-hmm. in that the speakers are talking about the vulnerable stuff like, like you know, the stuff they went through, like what you just talked about. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Kelty Knight from um, The Lady Gang mm-hmm. on E! and Entertainment Tonight was our was our uh, keynote last year. And, you know, she talked about like those weird suicidal feelings she felt mm-hmm. after landing the Entertainment Tonight anger space. Like just those those moments where mm-hmm. the audience is like, oh, my God, I feel so normal. Mm-hmm. And well, people don't yeah. realize that once you attain things, it doesn't necessarily heal your insides. Like, yeah, you have know. to heal your insides no matter what. <laughs> Here's the money. Feel better. Yeah. It's like Anthony Bourdain had the coolest job in the world. It was literally my <laughs> idol, but he wasn't happy. It gets, you know. Interesting. Exactly. And that's the world. Like, so many of us think that, especially in this Instagram world. And mm-hmm. it's like, while I love social media platforms, I think there's also a space for the two to coexist mm-hmm. where there's a space totally Instagrammable as well, where you can also listen to this vulnerable, authentic conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we always open up the conference with a little bit more um, of an introspective, like if you're sitting in your chair, you're going to take a look at what you need from the conference mm-hmm. and it's a little, well, like go too much into it. But anyway, if, if anyone joins us, it's um, oh, yeah, more tell, personal tell development they can, work. Um, how they can sign up for it. Yeah, it's passionatepaycheck.com. Mm-hmm. Um, all the information, you can get tickets there. We're now a show, so we're picked up by the uh, Focus TV Network last after the second annual event. Mm-hmm. So you can watch some of our previous guests and some new ones on the show. Um, that gets pretty vulnerable and pretty deep as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited. Maybe we can cut some stuff open with Rach coming up here yeah, soon. And you it. can find her on the site. So. Absolutely. I would love that. Yeah, cool. Well, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and yeah. where they um, can buy your book. Yeah, definitely. So the book is uh, book is a- Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, if you type in Passionistas, Erica, that it'll come up somewhere. <laughs> um, and then my personal is EricaDelacruz.com. All my platforms are there. Um, Instagram at underscore Erica Delacruz. And we just kicked off the vlogs a couple days ago. So I'm starting some vlogging on YouTube, which will be cool. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you for doing this. And thank, thank you for being you. so open. I mean, I, I really... 
this is one of my favorite podcasts. I, I, I find you so inspiring. And part of the reason is because you are so open about like your struggles and stuff. Awesome. Thank you. It's so crazy because this is honestly one of the most um, real present podcasts I've ever been in because I almost didn't remember sharing what I shared, which means I was just sharing. Which is, yeah. <laughs> like so. I blacked out. I don't know. <laughs> well, right. I mean, it's always an indicator that you're really just saying what's there for you and not yeah. thinking about it. So yeah, that's good. It's cool. Good. All right. Well, thank you. Ah, thank you. Right. Oh my God.